friends, I'm Dr. Amrita Ghosh. I practice uh, diabetes at Fortis Cedoc in New Delhi. And today we will be talking something about what are the latest updates in the field of hypertension. As for WHO, nearly 63% of total death in India are due to non-communicable diseases, and of which uh, somewhere around 27% are attributed to CVD, which affects 45% of people in the range of 40 to 69 years of age group. Raised blood pressure is among the most important risk factors for CVD. Moreover, it remains poorly controlled due to low awareness about hypertension, lack of appropriate care through primary care, and poor follow-up. In India, the prevalence has gone up to uh, somewhere around of, in over 30 years from 29% in men to 38%, from 28% in female to 32%. So this is a huge increase. Despite that, nearly half of the people, or to be precise, 51% of men and 41% of women with hypertension were unaware of the condition. Additionally, over 62% of men and more than 53% of women living with hypertension did not get any kind of treatment. Medication was used to control blood pressure in fewer than one in five men, which is very alarming, and one in four women with hypertension worldwide. This is the latest WHO data, which is published in Lancet. So moving on to what are the latest updates, more updates. So International Society of Hypertension, also called as ISH, has released the ISH 2020 Global Hypertension Practice Guidelines. The inclusion of optimal and essential treatment paradigm attempts to address the issue that in resource poor setting. Optimal care refers to evidence-based standard of care where Whereas essential standards refer to minimum standards of care to allow specification of essential standards of care for low resource setting. These kind of guidelines are very important for a developing nation like India. Moving on to the third development, which is the AHAACC guidelines has also released a scientific statement in 2021 offering new guidance for management of stage one hypertension amongst patients with low ASCVD risk. Among low-risk adults, that is, no uh, ASCVD or the 10-year CVD risk is less than 10% with stage 1 hypertension, which is somewhere around blood pressure 130 to 139 by 80 to 89 mm mercury HG. Management starts with non-pharmacologic therapy. If blood pressure remains controlled at 3 to 6 months, consider starting pharmacologic therapy. So this is one new thing has been added to the uh, recent guideline. Moving on to the next one is that acute respiratory distress syndrome is a potentially fatal condition involving lung damage and experts often associate it with severe COVID-19 infection. A recent study which appears in the Journal of American College of Cardiology reports that metoprolol can reduce lung inflammation and improve respiratory function in people with COVID-19 induced ARDS. So we have to look for this molecule in, if at all, a third wave sweeps by. Moving on to next point is that 
Lowering systolic blood pressure targets down to 110 to less than 130 millimeter of mercury range substantially reduce the cardiovascular adverse events in the stepped randomized trial, affirming that the sprint finding for an older Chinese population. Among some 8,500 patients of the age group 60 to 80 in China, the intensive target trimmed 26% of composite CV risk finding. From now on, a second major trial supporting a lower target could unite the guidelines, which even among U.S. professional society range from threshold 130 to 150 millimeter of mercury. So lower is the blood pressure, higher is the uh, chances of having less CV events. So that is what you should always remember for your patient. Moving on to another point is that with regard to prognostic value of ambulatory blood pressure monitoring and nighttime blood pressure, the 2018 European guidelines on the management of arterial hypertension recommend that the diagnosis of hypertension should not only be dependent on the office blood pressure measurement, but also on out-of-office measurement, such as ambulatory blood pressure or home blood pressure. 24 hours uh, and nighttime blood pressure measurements were associated with greater risk of mortality and a composite of CV outcome. Thus, they may be considered as the most relevant measurement for estimating CV risk. For every 20 to 10 millimeter mercury increment of blood pressure measured at night, the risk of mortality increased by 23% and the risk of cardiovascular event by 36%. So just by using a simple machine of ambulatory blood pressure, you or a home blood pressure monitor, you can minimize this risk for your patient. Moving on to the next point we have is that uh, with regard to prognostic value of ambulatory blood pressure monitoring and nighttime blood pressure, the 2018 European guidelines on the management of arterial hypertension recommends that the diagnosis of hypertension should not only be dependent on the office blood pressure measurement, but also on out-of-office measurement, such as ambulatory blood pressure monitoring or home blood pressure monitoring. 24 hours and night blood pressure measurements were associated with greater risk of mortality and a composite of CV outcome. Thus, they may be considered as the most relevant measurement for estimating CV risk, uh, for every 20 or 10 millimeter uh, mercury increment of blood pressure measured at night, the risk of mortality is increased by 23% and the risk of cardiovascular event is increased by 36%. So just by doing a simple ambulatory blood pressure monitoring or a home blood pressure monitoring, you are going to help your patient a lot. So my next point in this topic is that most patients with hypertension require lifelong medical therapy to achieve optimal BP control. The 2018 European guidelines equally recommend five class of antihypertensive drugs. Considering high non-adherence treatment, the importance of combination treatment is particularly highlighted to improve adherence to therapy and blood pressure control. Therefore, the 2018 European guidelines recommend, especially in the context of lower BP targets, to start antihypertensive therapy with an initial dual fixed dose combination of ACE inhibitor or ARB plus a calcium channel blocker or a diuretic can be added.
and then you can add the other molecules, so on and so forth. So my next point is that since early July 2018, products containing valsartan have been recalled worldwide. The reason is the detection of a known carcinogenic, namely N-nitrosodimethylamine, which is also called as NDMA. This, which can be found in candesartan, irbisartan, losartan, olmisartan, and valsartan. NDMA has been classified by WHO International Agency for Research on Cancer to be carcinogenic in humans. If one lakh patient would have received NDMA-contained valsartan from Zehang Huai manufacturing site where the highest level of contaminants were found, every day for six years in the highest dose, it could result to 22 additional liver cancer over the lifetime of these patients. The presence of NDMA in these drugs could lead to eight additional cancer cases in almost one lakh patients if they had taken the highest daily dose over four years. While certain recall come accompanied by a significant increase in the rate of emergency department visits of almost like 6%. This is my last point here, is that the Hygia study represents the largest study that tested nighttime antihypertensive treatment. In this trial, chronotherapy was associated with a significant reduction in endpoints, including death. The Hygia chronotherapy trial tested whether nighttime therapy in comparison to usual upon awakening hypertension therapy exerts a favorable severance reduction. The largest study in included almost about 19,084 hypertensive patients. During an average follow-up of 6.3 years, 1752 participants experienced the primary CV outcome. An ambulatory BP measurement was performed for 48 hours to collect data on how blood pressure differed during sleep. The relative risk reduction for CV events was significantly improved for nighttime treatment when compared with awakening treatment. So to conclude uh, this topic today, I would recall all the points for you is that always try to get the minimum blood pressure control for your patient. Always try to get an ambulatory blood pressure monitoring for your patient. Try to, if for uh, highest adherence for your patient, try to give two antihypertensive molecule, two or three antihypertensive molecule together. Try to avoid molecules which are known to have carcinogenic uh, impurities in them and try to get as much as BP control over the nighttime also. Thank you so much.